Oh, man. It's, uh, it's so good to see you guys today. I, I see women in here fanning themselves, so it's okay to turn it down. So, <laughs> uh, man, it's, uh, it's so good. It's so good, too. What? It's not Lorraine, and, and if she's pregnant, then she's probably going to testify today in a great way of what the Lord's doing. So, <laughs> uh, But uh, Lorraine, you hadn't had this baby yet? <laughs> You uh, maybe maybe y'all go eat with us today. I'll 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 get you something good, and uh, we'll get this we'll get this we'll get this knocked out. Won't we, Emily Dice? Testify now. Come on. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's so good to see you guys. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, it's uh, it's it's awesome to get to uh, to get to know to have and know so many mothers, uh, to know uh, so many uh, that are mothers to others. That have never been mothers, and I and I fully recognize, and we talk about this every year, uh, that Mother's Day is not always an easy day for a lot of people, uh, and we realize that with that, for some people, it's 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 a sad day for many reasons. Uh, but but we want you to know that uh, in the eyes of God, we are all loved, and we are all cared for the same. And uh, I, I'm I'm constantly amazed at how God uses. Uh, so many different ladies in the lives of so many different people, uh, especially those that are even not mothers. Uh, and it's just, it's just an awesome thing. It's just an awesome, awesome thing. So, uh, you know, we, uh, we recognize uh, all of you today, and thank you so much uh, for uh, your commitment uh, in life uh, to so many of us. My, my poor mother, uh, my poor mother, uh, we, we fought like cats and dogs the whole time I was a teenager, um, and she'll still want to eat lunch with me today. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's through, like, you know, calling her a dipstick, you know, and I mean just, you know, thank you, Roscoe, P. Coltrane, uh, for that. Um, you know, but I, I, just, I just look back, I look back on all that I've put her through, and then I, <laughs> I even still have cars in her garage where she has to park outside. <laughs> so, you know, again, she still loves me and cares for me and uh, wants to go to lunch with me today. So, uh, that's pretty awesome, and, and to my wife, uh, who is just absolutely amazing in every single way, uh, I'm, I'm very blessed, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, so, uh, a couple things I want to make mention of uh, that are happening this week. Uh, we've got the, the Uganda yard sale is happening this week. I think that's uh, Thursday. Uh, you can drop stuff off on Thursday. Uh, the yard sale is on Friday and Saturday, and so if you've got things that you would like to donate, uh, you know, all of the money is going to be going uh, toward uh, the chosen school uh, in Uganda, uh, and they've done this every year, and basically it's all here in the front foyer of the church, and uh, it's a huge, it's kind of a huge deal. So uh, it's kind of grown every year and turned into a thing, and so uh, anyway, that's, that's happening this week. Make sure you know about that. And then Sunday, um, we'll talk about the Big Give thing here in a minute. Big Give, Big Give Sunday is this coming Sunday. We've been praying about like having like this, you know, large offering, seeing if we can have the largest offering. I'll talk about that in a second, uh, ever in the history of 24 this coming Sunday or whatever. Uh, but also right after church, now after the first service, if you, uh, if you can't stay after the second service, uh, you can get food to go. Our students are doing their annual fish fry uh, during, during the services so that you'll be able to take food with you that day. If you're leaving first service, you can get it to go. Uh, if you're here after the second service, then please plan on staying uh, and just eat, hang out, have a good time, uh, and, and bring, bring some money just for those guys to help send some kids to camp. That's what that's about, uh, and uh, it's, it's by donation. 
Uh, so, you know, bring, bring some money that's set aside. That you're gonna, I mean, you got to eat, right? Everybody's got to eat, you know, and you don't want to go home and, you know, eat Chef Boyardee. All right, let's just face it. So just, you know, get some money, set it aside just for students to go to camp, bring that with you, and then after the second service, come stay, hang out. Like I said, if you can't do say after second, you can't come in after, you know, do an after first and get it to go. They've got all that stuff ready to go to bring it to, uh, get it to you to go. Uh, and, it's, and it's great. They do a fantastic job. We have tons of people that pitch in on this. Many of you are helping pitch in on this. Thank you for your help with that. Uh, we, we, we firmly believe in camp ministry and sending kids to camp, and, and uh, Jason does a fantastic job. Uh, this past year did, did our, first, our, our first, our own camp uh, for the first time, if that makes sense. And so, uh, yeah, all, that, all that's going on. So that's, that's happening this week. So uh, anyway, uh, glad, glad that you are here. Uh, today, uh, on top of being Mother's Day, is also Commitment Sunday. Uh, and, and it's kind of the culmination of uh, the last five weeks of us kind of working through and praying through this process of, uh, of what God is leading us to do. And, and so part of this, what we've done is, and you probably got these in your chair, but we, we've had these commitment cards. Um, and uh, this, uh, this little jewel right here is just a tool, okay? Don't be scared of it. It's not going to bite you. If you turn it in, nobody's going to come to your house if you don't fulfill it, okay? It's really not about that. In fact, we've got it down to where only one person is ever going to see these things. And they're only looking at them to get the bottom line number to add it in to the bigger number of what, you know, what God is leading the people of 24 Church to do. Uh, so this isn't, it's not, a, it's not a contest. You're not trying to outdo anybody else. This is just a thing to hopefully help you in praying about your giving and being intentional with your giving and what that looks like. To actually like sit down and pray and go, you know, okay, God, what are you leading us to do? Where have we been? Where are we going with our giving? What's that look like? Uh, is there any kind of extra things or whatever, you know, kind of stuff or whatever, then, you know, uh, it, it's pretty simple. And I'll, I'll talk a little more about that here later on in the thing too. Uh, but to kind of give you an update, this is, this is pretty cool stuff. Uh, first of all, we've got the Big Give Sunday, which is next week. That's the, hey, we're just trying to do a big, a big offering to kick off like this two-year commitment that we've all been praying about of like what it looks like for us to just give into like this one fund that everything above the budget is going to go straight to help and make this, you know, some of these new ministry things happen, uh, you know, that you've got in your books. If you, if, by the way, if you don't have your books or whatever today, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if the ushers will have a few extra here in just a minute when they bring Bibles. And that way, if you need one, then uh, you've got one. Uh, but it taught, the books talk about all this stuff that we're working toward uh, and that, we're, that we've been moving toward and praying for, for uh, us to do and all this stuff, looking and praying and trying to figure out, God, how are you leading us to do this? What are you leading us to do and all this stuff? Uh, and so we're very excited about this. By the way, if you're visiting with us today, uh, just know that we're going to be talking about a whole lot of stuff that we've been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks and even a year, uh, just praying about, God, how, are, how can you use us to do what you're calling us to do when it comes to reaching people in our community. Our hearts, our hearts are heavy right now for people in our community that don't know Jesus of all economic ranges, uh, you know, and, and so today we're, we're even going to be praying over some of that stuff. Uh, we've got some slides even later in the service we're going to be using to just kind of take some time to just even pray before we even have a time of turning the cards in or whatever. Uh, but, you know, if you want to get your card out or whatever there, 
and you want to, uh, which you should be sitting on if you didn't see it, uh, if, if you want to get that out and you want to just fill in the top number, like what about what you think that you gave last year, whatever, uh, that'd be fantastic. I would recommend just doing that. And just even as the service is going on today, just kind of be praying about what God is leading you and your family to do. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, but uh, this morning, we're going to be looking at that. So I want to share with you, uh, next Sunday, Big Give, uh, you know, somebody asked this past week, which is a great question, if we're shooting to try to have the biggest offering we've ever had, what's the biggest one we've had before now, which I didn't know on the spot. And, uh, and so this week we did a little study, and, and, it, and it looks like that once, and some of it due to a large gift, uh, once, which doesn't happen very often around here, uh, just to be honest with you, uh, once we had uh, an offering of a little over $44,000. In fact, it was $44,168.88. Uh, just to be, just to be, uh, you know, all the way. And so, you know, in, in, in the scheme of that, you know, we're praying about what it looks like next week. Uh, that's a little extra something that we could bring to be a part of, uh, of kind of helping push this thing forward. Uh, and just kind of, you know, what's, what's something that we can do there. And so, uh, just be praying about that this week as we go and all that good stuff. Uh, then the, the other thing that I wanted to share with you about is uh, that we've had our leadership. We've had, we've had a whole bunch of leaders uh, as a part of 24 uh, and people that we just kind of felt led to like reach out and just say, hey, we, we'd like for you to pray about uh, being a part of the prayer process in the front of the rest of our congregation. Like what's it look like? For us, all of us in this kind of in these different all these different roles or whatever, and some and some people not even in roles, just people we just felt led, just God put them on our heart, kind of thing, and just said, "Okay, what are you feeling led to do?" And they turned in many of them, not all of them, but many of them turned in their cards last week. I forget how many families that was. It was right around thirty families, I think. Uh, could be wrong about that, but I think that's right. And so we had, we had a number. In fact, we announced one number earlier this week, and then dummy o me uh, forgot because there was a couple of people that like, gave me theirs uh, because we had talked about that being the way we were going to do that at first. And then we're like, no, let's make it more anonymous and that kind of a thing. And so um, I'd forgotten to share a couple that people had given me. And so uh, of the 30 or so families uh, that have already turned in commitment cards, they have, they have collectively turned in commitment cards that are tallied up to $611,000 for the next two years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so, you know, the, the, I mean, the idea there, again, they've just been praying over what's God leading them to do as families, uh, you know, and, and it's been, it has been unbelievable, I'm telling you. If you think that you're by yourself in a situation where you haven't really been intentionally giving and it's not something you've ever prayed about or thought about and you're like, man, I'm probably like the only, only person or whatever. I'm telling you that the majority of the people of our church, I think, are in that boat, just, just to be honest. <clears throat> and I think some of that, some of that's on us, some of that's our own fault, some of that's how we've led uh, and that maybe we haven't talked about giving as much as a lot of churches talk about giving and we don't want to, you know, the, the big thing is we don't want this to be some big guilt thing. It's not about that. But at the same time, we want to push people to following God, even with their money, even with how they steward the things that God is allowing them to manage right now in life. And so we don't want it to be about guilt. We definitely want it to be about joy. 
and so we're, we're just continuing to say, hey, just, just pray. Again, the card is just a tool. It is just something uh, to help us uh, kind of gauge, you know, where, where we are. Are we doing the right thing? Are, are the people of the church behind this or not? Uh, and, and, and secondly, for just in the individual, for you to be able, for me to be able, like me and my family this week, sit down and figured out on our card, this, this is our card right here. We filled this out the other night, and we were so busy last week, we didn't even get to fill it out uh, with the rest of our leadership or whatever at the time. We filled out this card this week, and, and even for us, we're sitting there praying, and we're just kind of like, you know, what's this look like for us? Here's what we've been doing. We've been intentional with our giving. But God, what are you, are you leading us to do like something extra? And if so, what's that look like? And so we, you know, we prayed through that. We looked at that. There's some sacrifice going on here. It's good. That's a good thing. And then on top of that, you know, and, and, and I know some of you are in this boat, like, you know, I've got a side business, but my side business, I never know what kind, if I'm, if I, I can have a month where I, I sell nothing, you know, and then I have a month where I feel like I just sold the moon and we could buy, you know, space shuttle or something, you know, and go visit it or something. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's nuts. And, and I, you know, maybe, maybe you're in a similar situation, but I just said, you know what, I feel like, I feel like even the side business just, you know, if we just coughed up a couple of these things, like tangible things, we said, hey, we're going to give that thing and this thing when they sell, boom, you know, they, that money just goes, you know, to the thing or whatever. Uh, and so, I mean, that's, you know, that's just been the way we've looked at it. We've been praying about it. And we're just like, Lord, it's all yours anyway. It's all yours anyway. And so this morning, you know, we're going to be talking through Nehemiah uh, chapter 6. And, uh, and in this passage today, I think you'll see, uh, we just see Nehemiah again kind of coming against uh, people coming against him and against the, the ministry uh, that he's trying to do and the mission that he's trying to fulfill. And, uh, and, and so, in fact, if you've got your book with you this morning, uh, you can turn in it uh, to page 32, 32, where you can take notes if you want to. Now, I'm going to ask for our ushers would to go ahead and come. If you need a Bible, uh, they can bring you a Bible. They also have some of these books. Uh, if you need a book from them, that's great. Uh, uh, and then I may also ask them in just a minute that if anybody needs a pen, that they may, they may wander an aisle with a pen uh, after they get done doing that with some pens to see if uh, anybody needs a pen today for either taking notes or filling out the card or whatever it is. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so that's, that's in your book if you're wanting to take notes and kind of follow along with us today. So Nehemiah chapter 6, and uh, in Nehemiah chapter 6, we have a continued... Uh, uh, onslaught of crazy people coming after Nehemiah. I don't know what your life is like. I don't know if you ever find yourself feeling like you have crazy people trying to chase you down in life or not and trying to get the better of you, but that's where Nehemiah is at in his journey at this point in time. And in Nehemiah 6, I'll just go ahead and start reading here. Nehemiah 6 verse 1 it says, now, when Sanballat, 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 you know it's coming, and Tobiah, I can't stop myself, and Geshem, ever since I was 12, the Arab and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left in it, although up to that time I had not set up the doors in the gates. And so at this point, Nehemiah, it, the wall is done. The wall is built. We're not talking about even you know, half the halfway wall or, you know, whatever he had going on 
Uh, every time I read that in Scripture too, where it's like they're talking about like the halfway wall, I can't help but think of like the little halfway walls like in our nursery rooms and stuff back here. And, I, and I'm and I'm thinking that like you know here's these soldiers and they're like peering at you over like one of those little. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but I do. Um, <laughs> verse two, he's <laughs> like, I got a sword. Don't you come over here. Uh, in verse 2, Sanballat and Geshem sent to me saying, come and let us meet together at Hecapharam. That's a great city name, by the way, which, you know, would be great if you'd like to name your uh, kids after cities. That's, that's a good one. We've done that. Maybe there's one more in there. You never know. And uh, at Hecapharam in the plain of Ono, but they intended to do me harm. So they're saying... These guys, Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, these guys, they're saying, hey, come, let us meet together at this crazy city. And he says, but they intended to do me harm, and I sent messengers to them saying, I am doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Why should, I, why should the work stop when I leave it and come down to you? And they sent to me four times in this way. And I answered them in the same manner, in the same way Sanballat for the, for the fifth time sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand. In it was written, it is reported among the nations, and Geshem also says it, that you and the Jews intend to rebel. That is why we, you are building the wall. And according to these reports, you wish to become their king, and you also set up prophets to proclaim concerning you in Jerusalem, there is a king in Judah. And now the king will hear these reports. So now come and let us take counsel together. Then I sent to them saying, no such things as you say have been done. For you are inventing them in your own mind. That can be your comeback this week when somebody tells you that you're lying. Okay? When somebody makes something up about you this week, all right, I want you to go to them and I want you to say, you are inventing those things in your own mind. Okay? And then in verse 9 he says, For they all wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop from the work, and it will not be done, but now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. So Nehemiah is in this moment where these other leaders are so desperately trying to get to him, so desperately trying to hurt him, so desperately trying anything that they can come up with to find a way to get him off his A-game. And, and, and the truth is, is it's not working. Uh, which I, I, you got to love about Nehemiah because I, there's, I mean, there's this like certain amount of like, you know, over and over and over and over, you know, wearing, you know, wearing somebody out kind of a thing. I was watching a documentary this week that I've watched several times and, and it's talking about a, a record producer by the name of Jimmy Iovine. And Jimmy talks and tells this story about how he signed uh, this artist, which was Trent Reznor. And in trying to sign this artist, that artist, Trent was with another record label. He was with like a little independent record label. And Jimmy saw like the talent that this guy had and the, and the possibility of like, you know, the chance of like, if he could get his hands on this guy, what he could do with this guy's career. 
And um, this guy that owned this little independent label was not going to let him go. He was in a contract. He still had a bunch of albums left to do in his contract. Uh, that's a hairy business, by the way, which I used to be a part of and, and know a little bit about it. And, and, and some very interesting things always going on behind the scenes there in those situations. And Jimmy tells the story, as, and all the people around him tell the story that basically every morning at 6 o'clock, he would wake up and he would call this guy and call every other person involved in the situation, every lawyer, every, every producer, everybody at the label, the label's owner. I mean, everybody involved, he'd call him, and he did this for like a year. And guess what happens? After you've done that for like a year, you know, and you talk to these same people every single day, every morning about the same thing. I mean, if nothing else, you're, you're wearing down the people around the person, you know, you're wearing them down to the point that they're looking at the guy that can make the decision. They're like, dude, just do it already. All right. You know, and these other two guys that didn't even want to work together at this point, you know, finally he's like, whatever, I'll sell you the contract. You go on and do your thing. That's kind of what these guys are doing here. They're trying to wear Nehemiah down. I mean, what's it say? Four times, four times, they send word to Nehemiah, come, let us meet together. And they're making it out to be like this. Hey, we, you know, let's meet together, old chum. You know, let's see, you know, yo, we, we should do this. This is going to be good for all of us kind of a thing. And, in, and at the end of the day, I mean, they were, they were not being friendly with this, and Nehemiah knew it. And so the fifth time, Sanballat sends one of his servants with a letter and in this letter, it's accusing Nehemiah and saying, Nehemiah, we, here's the reason why we want to get together. We've heard, and they know that he knows that he's lying. Sam Ballot knows that he's lying in this letter, but he's using it to try to get Nehemiah to take the bait to still come meet with them because they want to kill him. And so he gets there, and the letter basically says, hey, if you'll, you know, you need to come meet with us and talk to us because we're hearing that you're really just built, rebuilding Jerusalem because you want to be their king. Well, Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king. You know, he wasn't trying to be the king. He was trying to be faithful with something that, that you know, God was leading him to do and, and this fantastic you know, mission and all this stuff. And so, you know, the, I don't know about you, but like my, my initial reaction is like, I'm going to go up there and set them straight, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of what we think. In those types of situations, somebody's going to talk bad about me, I'm going, to, I'm going to go up there and set them straight. And they knew. He knew. He was baiting the hook for Nehemiah. He's trying to get him to come up there. But Nehemiah sees through it. And he, so he just tells the servant, he's like, you know, no such things as you've said have been done, verse 8. For you are inventing them out of your own mind. For they all wanted to frighten us. It's Nehemiah now talking, you know, speaking in the book here says, for they all wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop from the work and it will not be done. And then Nehemiah says something there at the end of verse 9. And he says, but now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. But now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. I think... That's where we need to go. You know, I, I think for so many of these situations we come into in life, 
We're so quick to want to, you know, try to, you know, defend our honor, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And man, we've all been there, especially if you're a leader or any kind, you know, any kind of manager, any, any, any way, shape or form. I don't care what you are, really. Uh, I had some conversations with teachers this week of like them, you know, talking about all the stuff that people put on Facebook about them and just all the stuff. And I mean, I just, my heart's broke. And I've been there. I've totally been there. And I get it. I'm just like, man, I just hate that. I hate that about our culture, that that's the culture that we live in, that people no longer go and have conversations with people. They just make assumptions. Nehemiah is not falling for the trap. And in fact, Nehemiah turns to God and he says, but now, oh God, strengthen my hands. So he goes from these guys that are trying to bait the hook to get him to come to see them so that they can hurt him, to kill him, to, uh, and, and knowing that they're trying to get him to do that so that the work will stop. I mean, by the way, it's also like 20 miles to where these guys are, two days, two days trip one way. So they're thinking even if they just get him to come, they're slowing down the progress of what's going on. And as he says, for they wanted to frighten us, thinking their hands will drop from the work. And instead of being frightened and their hands dropping from the work, Nehemiah turns to God and says, oh God, strengthen my hands. And man, what a, what a, what a great perspective. What a great perspective when, when you know, we come against these things in this life. And folks, we're going to come against these things in this life. It's going to happen. People are going to come against us. Situations are going to arise. And, and, and may I remind us, and we've been, praying, we've been praying for unity over our church. We've been, praying against, uh, we've been praying against Satan having any foothold here or in the lives of families here and all those things. Now, he's looking for that stuff. He's looking for that stuff for us. He wants to hurt us. He wants to harm us. He wants us to lay down our tools and stop the work. He's saying, hey, you, buddy, you deserve better. You should just quit now and get out, cut bait, and walk away. And Nehemiah's over here going, you know what? That's not what we're going to do. Oh, God, strengthen my hands. That's the prayer we need to pray. That's the take that we need to have on what God is calling us to do as individuals and even as a church. The truth is, this isn't even the end of like these guys doing their little thing here. If you go on and keep reading the passage there, we're not going to read it, but I'm going to share just a little bit about it. Next, Nehemiah now contends with a person that's there apparently within Jerusalem that, that kind of comes to him and, and, and you know, seemingly wants to help Nehemiah and is acting as if he cares for Nehemiah. And he says, Nehemiah, hey, you know, why don't, uh, why don't uh, you... Uh, why won't you and I, why don't we go hide in the temple? Because they're coming to kill you, man. They're coming to kill you. It even says, they're going to come and kill you. We don't even know if it, during the day, it's probably going to be in the night when you have no idea and you don't have the protection you need. You and I, we just need to go and just hide in the temple. And guess what Nehemiah figures out? Nehemiah figures out through this that this guy's been paid off by our boy Sanballat and his buddies. 
And you see, it's this reminder that sometimes even the enemy lurks among us. There are wolves. We just have to watch for that. You're like, Chris, how do we, how do we watch for that? I, you just, we just have to cling to God's word. We have to cling to God's word. And we seek, we seek to work with those that cling to God's word with us. And for those people that are saying to us, hey, just quit. Hey, just put, put, it, put the tools down. Hey, just quit doing the work. It's not even worth it anymore. That's the conversation I had with that teacher that was talking to me. They were just, you know, they were struggling. They were like, we're just trying, just trying to even decide if it's even worth it to keep doing, to deal with this. We're trying to help. And, you know, and then you get to do it. And I was like, man, I get it. But we need to approach it like Nehemiah says, Oh God, strengthen my hands. Make me strong to do the work that you have called me to do. Verse 15, it goes on. It says, So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month, Elul, in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem. I love that, by the way, right? Like here, here's all, all these people that have been like trying to like come against Nehemiah, talking about killing Nehemiah, all this kind of stuff. And then now, you know, the work is finished and here's what happens. The nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem. And, and, and folks, let me just, in the, in the rest of this verse, this is gold city, okay? What's it say? It says, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Folks, 50 years from now, 100 years from now when we're dead and gone, I don't, I don't, I don't really want people to talk about the things that you and I did by name. I want the people of this community to still know this, to be a place where they talk about what God is doing here and what God has done here. And I'm going to tell you, even people that don't know him can see the effects of the work that he does if it's really for him, if it's really for his glory, if it's really not about us. If, if our hearts are like, you know what, Lord, we're all in. We're, whatever you lead us to do, Lord, we'll just go with it. I hope and pray and dream that God will be known for whatever it is that we do here. May he be glorified. What an amazing, amazing thing. You know, Nehemiah stayed committed to this project. Kind of reminds me of my mother. She stayed committed to me instead of <laughs> setting me outside or slashing my tires, which is probably what she should have done sometimes, and it probably would have saved our insurance a little bit too. He recognizes that God is working among them, and it's noticed. I'm going to ask Brad and Jessica, if they would, to, to come and join us. You can grab your mics there. Um, I've asked Brad and Jessica Hudson to just come and share a little bit this morning uh, you probably saw them on video here a few weeks ago, and uh, and that video was fantastic. And and I knew, I, I you know I, I asked them to share on video. I'm asking them to. Share. <laughs> What's up? 
You got your mic? Don't drop it. <laughs> Hopefully she's a little calmer than our wedding. She, she, she's not a stage person. That's a funny video for everybody. Are you calm else right now? No, you're not. Freaking you're freaking out. Good, good. I, I, lo- I, love, I love it when people's on the stage and they're freaking out. That's my favorite. So, and Brad, I'm sure, is like, no big deal. He's, he's used to public speaking, so he's good. Uh, so I asked Brad and Jessica to come and share, partly because, man, they, they and you couldn't have gotten all this in a video, and uh, there was just so much to what they shared with me personally uh, when we met recently to talk about some things. And, and I, I asked them if they would just be willing to come and share just what it's been like for them through this process, you talk about like even things coming against you in the middle of all this, even last night or, you know, whatever uh, kind of things. Uh, just t- will you talk, will you guys just talk, just share for a little bit about just even the process since we've all been praying through this together, kind of what that's been like for you guys? Sure, absolutely. I mean, this whole process has, has just been a microcosm to us of our walk and our Christian faith because it's been a journey, something we've really prayed about. It all started, I guess, maybe a, a month and a half two months ago, roughly. It was kind of internal, but then we, we heard a couple families speak, and I even spoke to one of the families this morning. I said, hey, I'm going to mention a, a you because you're a friend of us, but is it okay if I share a name? And, and I said, they said, yeah, absolutely. But we heard a story of the Lewises, and if you know them, Heather and J.R. Lewis, where they really talked about when it came to giving and being intentional that fear was around that a lot because of the nature of their work, and you never know what you're going to have. And Chris already talked about it a little bit from month to month is, well, I'm going to put and see what I have left on the back end, and then that's what I'm going to give. Um, and they shared that fear, and I think we were similar in that fear. And then if you've ever uh, heard Chris and Aaron talk about their story, and I won't go into details about how they were kind of, it is first, and we're going to put our faith in God. That was very convicting to me personally because I was failing at that. And, and that's how this process started, I think, in the conviction in the beginning. Uh, and I'll let Jessica share a little bit about why that was convicting of us and how it kind of aligned to where we were in this journey from point A, and then, and then we'll share a little bit about the why of why our, our mentality has, has changed with that. So he, we kind of shared briefly in the video, um, but I'm a nurse. Um, I have three hats. Uh, I don't like this. I'm a nurse. Uh, I'm an organ recovery coordinator, and I'm a transplant coordinator, so I'm actually on call right now. Phone's over there. Um, and then I travel and work. And then I work in the ER. So I don't ever know when I'm going to have work. Right now it's, it's very, if, it, if I want to work, I can work. Um, but I don't always know. Um, so there's some months where, you know, it's very lucrative uh, for me to work. And then there's other months where I don't necessarily have any work. Uh, and so I think over the past few years, honestly, uh, giving has sadly kind of been last. Uh, not that we haven't you know, given financially, uh, but we, you know, at the end of the month, once all the bills are paid, that's when we give. Um, and really over the past year, those who know us well, I've, uh, my job, I can work, work, work a lot. And so we have been very focused on paying off debts. Uh, and so instead of giving, you know, X amount of dollars to the church, I'm like, well, man, that, you know, that can pay off that, you know, city bank credit card. Uh, and it, it has, honestly, um, but just really, we've kind of, said, even like before, you know, the past two months already, like as soon as we were convicted, we're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do it. And so as soon as I get paid and he gets paid, obviously, um, that's the first, not check, but that's the first thing we do is give immediately. And, uh, we don't 
necessarily know. Sometimes I get canceled. Uh, what's going to happen? And then sometimes things happen. Uh, we woke up yesterday morning to a leak in our kitchen, um, and we had no idea. We had some signs, and then it all makes sense. But uh, we'll, we're possibly going to have to have like all of our flooring, all of our subflooring, everything ripped out, uh, which hopefully will only cost a thousand dollars. But who knows? Um, but it's scary. <laughs> She's banking on insurance. I'm, fingers crossed. Um, but that's scary. My, honestly, like in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, Lord, are we going to be able to still? And I was like, nope. And I was like crying. And he's like, babe, like, it'll be fine. Um, what else? I think that's a lot of. So it's it. not even about the first. Part of our process has been when we sit down and look and making it first and being intentional is, are we given really what we need to be given? Are we truly investing in, in what we need to be investing in? Are we investing in the tangible things and, and the things that we take for granted when we should be investing in the wealth? And that's where I think it talks about our why. Why all of this was worth it in the process is because the wealth is right out here. It, it's, it's what we have in, in people. And that to us in this process and, and being a part of this Worth It campaign for 24, but even more than that for the gospel of Christ is there's strangers in our community that are beyond worth it. There's strangers that accepted me into their life that God has put in my life, and that's our why. Because if, if we put God first and we put his mission first, these people are going to know they're worth it, and they're going to know the love that we know from not only people, but that we've gotten from Christ. And so that really touches us. We need to be not only intentional about giving, but on what we give and eliminate our our self and our flesh and our skin and, and put it in his hands. Uh, just like Chris said this morning, strengthen my hands, but oh God, strengthen my hands. And so that's what's really led us and moved us because we failed. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. We weren't good at it. We were bad about it. It, it wasn't intentional. And hearing other people being there with us, it, it doesn't make us any different. It makes God better because he put somebody around to say, you know what? There's somebody with you and I'm going to put these people around you, and, and I'm going to get you through this. It's God doing this work, and, and it's worth it to us to allow God to work in a lot of people that are in our community, that are in our neighborhoods, to invest in, in his work so, so they get to know that same love, because that's what it's all about. It's not the tangible things that we think we work for and what our bank accounts define as that we can buy. It's, the, it's that love that we get from Christ that we give one another that makes it worth it to us. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, we, we talked yesterday a little bit about this. You know, I, and, I, and the next passage, the next part of this scripture, I didn't even tell you yesterday in the middle of what you're talking about, but kind of definitely almost speaks uh, into, into your situation right now. Um, I think for so many folks, I think that they just have a skewed view, and, and rightfully so. I think a lot of people have a skewed view of church and giving, and they've, they've, they've seen too much of, and I won't name the names, although I'm glad to talk about them because they need to be called out because they're not biblical, uh, and Scripture talks about that. Um, you know, Paul talks about calling them out. Uh, but, the, you know, the kind of folks that are like, hey, put one hand on the screen, get the car, get your credit card out with your other, and, you know, get ready to just, just give us that number. We'll just charge whatever the Lord leads us to charge on your, on your credit card kind of stuff, or just, hey, we're going to pass the offering plate ten times, you know, a service or whatever it is. Uh, and it's this guilt-driven, you know, thing. And, and, man, it is not. It is not supposed to be about that. It is not supposed to be about that. It, it just like all these other things that God has given us, like our time and our talents, 
our giftings, our, our, even our resources, the things that he's gifted us with, the tangible things that we own, that we're supposed to use all of these things for his glory and, and just faithfully bring. And I, and I think the reason that, and I've mentioned this before, I think the reason that Jesus talked about this so much, talked about money so much, is he knew that it would be an idol for us. He knew that it would be something that's very hard for us to like be willing to let it go. You know, that we just, we just, we become, you know, Scrooge McDuck, you know, and, uh, and it's like, we're just going to keep, you know, building the big thing or, you know, whatever it is. And, and at some point in our lives, we come to this realization that God's actually calling us to be generous in all things. And, uh, and we'll share about that in a minute, but uh, it's, it's been so awesome just to get to hear your all story. Uh, and, and I just wanted people to get to hear a little bit of, of, of that even just today. And I think that's important to remember is ours was two phase. If you've prayed on it and you've made it first and, and you realize this is what I need to get, then, hey, that's, uh, to reiterate, Chris said, that's great. We were failing in two areas. We weren't putting it first, and we weren't doing what we could do. Uh, but if you've prayed and you are doing it first, that's, you're already glorifying him and, and putting it to work, and it can be a time thing. It can be a servant thing, or, or even we talked about Chris. You know, if it's closed, you do a yard sale, invest it back into something to a fish fry, you know, or to the chosen school or giving it an extra little bit that helps you with the worth it campaign. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. Jess, you want to say anything else? I, was gonna, I don't know. Um, I think what I said last night on the phone, when we left uh, the little weekend getaway, we, you know, kind of had a lot of aha moments, and we were uh, driving, and I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? We want to do this, 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 and I'm like, you know what? Like, we just need to, like, just jump in, and I said last night, and they kind of made fun of me, but I said, I, I think, we've never done that. Yeah, I think for so many uh, years, we've kind of like, you know, danced on the outside um, of like the pool, you know, you kind of put your feet in, and you know, we've, we've been involved, and we've done stuff, but we haven't like, just like, you know, dove in, um, like all the way, like, just dive right into like everything as a whole, like, you know, children's church, fuel, like just like getting involved in doing stuff. Yes, giving your money, of course. Um, but just like if you're not involved, like get involved, like get plugged in. There is so many needs all the time back there. And I like I don't serve. I'm convicted like hard to serve. Um, but I don't know, just like jump in if you're if you're not in because it's awesome. Chris was supposed to have standing outside the fire, queued up, ready to go for that moment right there because I really thought she was get to break in and into that song. <laughs> I thought about that this morning even. I was like, I can't remember what that reference was about. It's like, you know, it would totally be worth it, though. So, hey, just take that back with you. Thank you, guys. We appreciate y'all sharing. So, in chapter 7, and it's, I'm just reading this one little bit, and this is, you know, kind of the end of Nehemiah for us today. It says this, it says, in verse 1, it says, Now when the wall had been built, and I had set up the doors, and the gatekeepers, the singers, and the Levites had been appointed, I gave my brother Hanani and Hananiah, the governor of the castle, charge over Jerusalem, for he was more faithful and God-fearing man, God man than many. And I said to them, Let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot. And while they are still standing guard, let them shut and bar the doors, appoint guards, and among them the inhabitants of Jerusalem, some at their guard posts and some in front of their own homes. The city was wide and large, but the people within it were few, and no houses had been 
rebuilt. No houses had been rebuilt. And this struck me, thinking about what you guys happened last night, this struck me as just a really big thing, that here are all these people that have come back to their home, their town, home, city, home, so to speak, and many of them don't have homes because their homes were destroyed, and they have been working on this wall 52 days now at this point, They've been working on rebuilding this wall. That They've had all these people come against them. They've had all these threats come their way and all of this stuff. And at the end of it all, the truth is, is they have ignored what you and I would perceive as like our main need. Like, you know, if we, if we lost our home, we'd be thinking, man, we got to figure out our house. We got to get our house together, you know. I need, I need my man cave, you know. So that I can, I can like go and relax at night so I can build that wall like I need to during the day or whatever it is. And the truth is, they hadn't even started working on that yet. They put in front of them, they'd made a sacrifice to believe that there was a season in which God was calling them to be faithful in doing something great for his kingdom. And they were right. They were right. And I got to tell you, I really believe with all my heart that what God is leading us to do as a church is right. I rode this week with Dave and one of the ladies in our church who is a postal worker around some of the neighborhoods in our community that she wanted to make sure we had seen. And, you know, that's that's an interesting conversation. She's here, by the way. Uh, and I pre- we appreciate her time, willingness to want to do this, first of all, approaching us to ask us if we would do it. But it's interesting to ride with somebody that's a postal worker because they have, they have insight. You know, they look at people's mail week in and week out. They, they are delivering mail to mailboxes, and they know where people live in places that I'll just be real honest with you. And I thought that I knew. I thought that if you took me down the road, I could tell you, yeah, nobody lives there, nobody lives there, somebody lives there, somebody lives there. And I'm here to tell you, I was wrong, wrong, wrong. We'd go buy a house, and I'd say, well, yeah, I can tell nobody lives there. That thing's completely overgrown. You could hardly even see the house, like literally looked like it was something in the middle of a jungle. And she'd say, uh, no, we, we're delivering mail there. It's getting taken out of the mailbox. Somebody's living there. Time after time after time. We drove through neighborhoods where there's bicycles laying everywhere. And, and, and you know, and, and, and talking about some of these areas that we know because our sheriff has made it known and the paper makes it known every week that these, these are situations where there are kids literally surrounded by things that you and many of us had no idea of as we were growing up. Completely different upbringing. Folks, we have a chance to speak into the lives of these kids we have a chance to maybe even alter futures that families down the road, that the ancestors of those children, that their children might know Jesus and that their grandchildren might know Jesus. This is, this is bigger than us, and it's bigger than things like our money, okay? And so as we're thinking about this today and we're praying about this, I, I, I came back to this passage, 2 Corinthians 
chapter 9, verse 11, and it says, You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Paul is speaking to the church at Corinth here, and he's saying that we're called to be generous in in every way. He's not getting specific. He's saying in every way. We're called to be generous. And he says, which will produce thanksgiving. Now that thanksgiving, I think, comes from those of us that get to be a part of that process of like being generous and then the aftermath of getting to see God work through those things. I mean, it's, it's just, it's awesome. If, you, if you've gotten to be a part of that, you know. I mean, you know what it's like when you get to serve somebody that needs something, to help somebody that can't help themselves in a moment. I mean, like there's so much thanksgiving in that moment by those people and by ourselves. And then he goes on, he says, for the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints... That's pretty applicable here. But it is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. In other words, it's not just talking about how it helps support ministry and people that do ministry, but it's also going further, and it's, and it's creating thanksgivings from all of the people to be blessed by the ministry to come. This reminds me, this moment in our church's life reminds me of this. And I'm going to close with this. Years ago, when we were trying to buy this building, we had no money. <laughs> and some days it still kind of feels that way, but it's gotten a lot better, I can tell you. And, uh, and we had no money, and we had nowhere to meet. And every place we had met, they were ready for us to leave. And it started, we were at the elementary school, and we went to the Christian school, and, and, you know, and it just, you know, it, it was just time somehow we were going to have to find our own home, a church plant that was like two and a half years old. Really, even before two years old, we were already looking at this building. And so um, we start praying. And I can't even tell you the God story that happened because we don't have the time for that. But at the end of finally talking, I felt like we were conning these people into making a deal with us. <laughs> The truth is, is that God was way at work, and, and they can attest to that, as, especially since one of the former owners actually goes here now. And she'll, she'll tell you all day long about what God did through all of that and how it moved, moved them, even though they're business partners and people were saying, don't do it, don't, don't do this deal with a church, it's a terrible idea, whatever. And so, um, but at the end of the day, we had a bank that told us that if we would get what's called guarantors, together to step up to the plate and basically sign on the line on behalf of the church that they would give us the loan we needed. This was just to actually only do like the, to try to get the building where we could meet in it. It was just a warehouse, you know, and we needed a couple hundred grand, 250, something like that. I don't know. Still hadn't even bought it yet. We were leasing it at this point. Talk about some faith going on here of like how this could all work out. And so uh, at the end of the day, they said, we want X, we'd like to see X amount of families sign line. So I think it was they wanted 20 or 25 families, something like that, that would be willing to basically sign on the line, here are my belongings. <laughs> if the church <laughs> folds, I'm going to help make sure that it gets paid off, that this loan gets paid off. 
We had not 20 or 25 families do this. We just opened it up to anybody that would want to do it, which is, by the way, a crazy thing as a pastor to be asking your congregation to think about being a part of, especially at that point. And we had 30 families step up to the plate to do this. 30 families. And I got to tell you, they would, they would come bring these big envelopes that had all of their personal information inside of it. Of course, I never saw any of that stuff. But I'm seeing these big, huge envelopes. And I'm realizing, because we did one too, I'm realizing all the work that they have put in and really the amount of commitment that they're having in that moment on behalf of the church to say, I'm willing to sign on the line for the church, this amazing thing. And boom, here's the thing. It was an amazing moment in our church's life that all these people would stand up and say, I believe in what God is doing here. I believe in this. I'm ready to go. And today, we have an opportunity for these cards to kind of, in a way, to do something similar. It's a different kind of commitment because we're not, we're not holding people to these commitments. It's not about that. This is just something to try to get people to think and pray about what God is leading them to do. But it's an opportunity to show the Lord, God, I'm listening. God, I'm not going to be haphazard anymore with my money, uh, with my things, even maybe with my time, because I think this is a bigger prayer as we've been talking about. This is a bigger, it's a bigger prayer than it's just about money. But as you pray over this this morning and get ready to turn this in, here's what we're going to do. There's going to be some prayer prompts on, a, on the screens in just a moment for things for us just to pray about as a church. And then uh, when those are over, uh, Nathan's going to pray a final prayer. And when he gets done praying, in lieu of our communion time today, we have baskets set up in the four corners of the room. And if you feel led to turn this in, awesome. It, it would just, you know, it'd say something to a bank. <laughs> that, hey, we've got this many families that are just saying that they're going to commit to try to do this or whatever, then that's great. Again, only one person's going to see this. It isn't about that or whatever. But if you feel led to bring this almost like an offering and just lay it down, face down, in one of those baskets uh, during that time after he prays, while they're singing, while they're playing, uh, that would be awesome. I'm going to open us up in a word of prayer for this time of prayer uh, as we have some things to pray over together as a church now. Let's pray together. God, you are absolutely amazing. God, you are absolutely unbelievable, and I, I, I just I can't thank you enough. I can't thank you enough for what you've done through Jesus. And today, Lord, I, I just pray that we would be faithful for you to you. God, lead us to be the church that you have called us to be. Use us to be that church. And in the moments ahead, as we pray the things that we're going to read, God, I just pray, Lord, that you, if you need to change our hearts, that you would change them. If you need to encourage our hearts, that you would encourage them. If you need to soften them, that you would soften them. Lord, whatever it is that you need to do in us, Lord, we ask that you would do that right now. God, I pray that you would be glorified in all of this today. Lord, as we continue to even pray now, God, search our hearts. Show us who you've called us to be. We ask this in your son's name.